Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Game of Thrones and a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. Well, there was a bear bear, all black and brown and covered in hair. Hi, I'm Clotho at Clotho Spindle on Twitter, and I'm joined with Eon. Hey, this is Eon. I'm Eon Blue Negative on Tumblr. Guile. Hi, this is Guile. I am Door Podcast on Twitter. Our returning guest, Devin. Hi, this is Devin, GD Harpo on Tumblr and Twitter. And new guest, Cranky Stalfos. Hi, I'm Cranky Stalfos, and I am you, Cranky Stalfos, on Reddit. Cool. Thanks for joining us tonight. Of course. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> okay, so uh, we'll be discussing Tyrion's second point of view chapter in A Game of Thrones in this episode. Spoiler warnings as usual for A Song of Ice and Fire and the show Game of Thrones, um, as well as any warnings for potential violence and rape references in the story. Uh, here's what's been happening in other point of views up to this point. John has said goodbye to Bran, Rob, and Arya, gifting her with Needle before he departs for the Night's Watch. Daenerys weds Khal Drogo, and Illyrio gives her three dragon eggs. Robert informs Ned of Danny's wedding and reveals that Ser Jorah is spying on Danny in hopes of a royal pardon. Robert wants to kill Danny before she has children, and Ned does not approve. Um, now we'll go on to Tyrion two. Tyrion and two of his Lannister men depart Winterfell with Benjen and Jon on the same day the King's party heads south to King's Landing. Several days in, at the edge of the Wolfswood, they are joined by Euron and a pair of ragged pe peasant boys joining the Night's Watch. Tyrion notices Jon looking at the new recruits with uncomfortable dismay. There's tension between Tyrion and Benjen. Tyrion can tell that Benjen shares his brother Ned's distaste for Lannisters. By the end of the first week, Tyrion's legs are sore from riding and he is chilled to the bone. And there's also that little incident there with Benjen giving Tyrion a bearskin cloak. Um, yeah, that didn't uh, go... Well, he, he thinks he got one over on Benjen. I liked... You can kind of tell how lovingly... You know, this is like what George wants to do, I feel like. Because the descriptions of the land... You know, he's... It's so vivid in his... You know, it's so vivid in his head at this point that you can kind of feel like it's almost like he's freed and like, oh, some of this other stuff maybe that he was writing or some other parts of the story are, are sort of maybe difficult for him to get through. But you kind of feel like the description of the North probably took him like five minutes to write, you know, just because it was so vivid in his head. And it was probably dying to get out. Yeah, I, I loved it. It was I felt like I sort of felt like, you know, even though, you know, it's cold and it's getting, you know, sort of that brutal feeling as they go further up north, it was sort of exciting. You know, you feel sort of excitement of being on the road and getting into the mountains I think yeah. the yeah go ahead sorry uh i think george missed his true calling as like a travel pamphlet writer the ice crystals drip from the silvery mountains <laughs> yeah i was like i want to go trail hiking there <laughs> i was like it feels wonderful and cold <laughs> so refreshing yeah oh man yeah, and I, I kind of did like that little interaction where, uh, was it Tyrion says something along the lines of like, you know, Lannisters don't turn anything down, like, you know, politely or otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, Lannisters I really... always take or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Nice never... and ominous. <laughs> I didn't really get like what Tyrion, I guess maybe I, I don't understand like what Tyrion thought he was getting over on Benjen though. Like, 
Yeah, like he's like stealing crappy, his like, <laughs> crappy thing. Tyrion's all like, "Oh, you gave me this crappy thing, and I took it." It makes uh-huh. it seem kind of petty, you know, kind of like this kind of petty thing. And and you know, Benjen's probably so used to the cold by now. But he's like... It's so funny though what a dick Benjen kind of comes off as, and yeah. I think we. I, I don't know if it's just because he was hot in the show. <laughs> we all like, hey, Benjen is awesome, and you know, you read this like he's kind of a dick. Yeah, I was like, I was thinking he's kind of a douche. He knows what they're sending John to, you know? Yeah, you know, they could have, I thought about that too, they could have opened John's eyes a little more uh, gently before, or even just been blonde, said, hey, are you sure you want to do this? (laughs) They were, weren't they? I mean, I feel like people told him that, like, look, people are terrible here. And then he was just like, no, on up. Yeah, he's a a really bad uncle, because, you know, whenever you're trying to get somebody, you know, to to start, you know, join your 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 profession, okay? And it's somebody you know. You want to give them the, the scoop on everything, all the goods and the bads, and that's pretty shitty that he didn't even tell them this. Uh, and I, like a bad Yelp viewer. I the always, glass door, that would be the more. Well, I always get the feeling, I mean, not that in a, I don't know how to say it in a mean way, but maybe everybody was kind of relieved, like, oh, we finally resolved what, you know, this sort of uncomfortable, <laughs> I don't know, yeah. maybe I'm reading too much into well, it, but like, no, we have some place to put him or some place to do, you know. Right. But it's almost like, you know, knowing what, you know, knowing what the Night's Watch is, and I get that there's some honor, particularly for a Stark there, but, you know, they could have given John, maybe they give him some options, right? Like, yeah. you know, there's the Night's Watch, you know, You've been trained, you know, you've been trained since you're a child at swords. There are sell sword companies in the East. You, there's merchants. Like, there's all these opportunities in the world for him. And it's just kind of like they took the easiest one and shoved him off to it. And it, it yeah. didn't seem like the decision took long. Like, it almost feels right. like cruel to, to send a 14-year-old boy right. to be celibate for the rest of his life when he it's had like... never... <laughs> so, so what you're saying is that Winterfell needs to have, like, a job fair. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like why is portfolio know, review? Is, as far as everyone knows, John is the you know the kind of treasured bastard son of the warden of the north. I mean, marriage should marriage to a prosperous lady, you know, a younger daughter, like a younger daughter, whoever the case, like that shouldn't be impossible for him. And I understand that cat. That's you know, cat would find that absolutely un um, unacceptable. But I mean, re- in reality. You know, that shouldn't be something that's totally off the board for him. Yeah, Yeah, she wouldn't have any decision making around that. Like the most she could do is just like kind of give Ned the stink eye with that. Like he Mm -hmm. could, John could hypothetically like earn some lands or whatever and be a fairly eligible bachelor. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, They totally could have fixed him up with one of Robert's, you know, bastards, you know. Like, yeah, um, the, like Maya. Yes, yes, like the one from the Eerie. No, yeah. yeah. And why is this such a quick... I can understand with the people who are forced to go there because they were committed crimes or were convicted. Um, but it seems mean not to have some sort of, like, you know, like maybe an orientation period. like Or even if you're going to be a priest or something. An you go, yes, you go through like a period where you have to decide to commit to this. Like it's such a serious... Before they... You know, they do before they give their all. Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, they, can they back out then? I guess they can, right? I mean, I would uh, not, not, not really. I mean, without penalty? Right. Could they say no? <laughs> well, like, maybe know, it's like imagine. college, you get like 50% of your deposit back, so you kind of have to be like a little celibate <laughs> for a while or something. Well, like, the, na- <laughs> yeah. 
from my understanding with the watch, it used to be, you know, a place where it was a noble thing to do for some, like, you know, the, the younger sons, they would join the Night's Watch because they couldn't, they weren't, the, you know, they weren't going to inherit their right. land or anything. So younger sons did join the Night's okay. Watch, but over time it's become kind of just a place where, you know, criminals, if they either pick the Night's Watch or they, they die. So, right. I mean... So John so has the old-fashioned. He has the old-fashioned. Um, if, like, we were wondering before, like, why Benjen didn't, like, explain a little bit better to John about this really obvious, like, horrible thing that he was signing up for. Um, maybe, like, you can, like, speculate a headcanon, because I don't feel like there's much textual evidence for it, but uh, you can speculate that maybe he was just relieved that someone like John would be at the wall. Like, all right, 99% of them are rapists, but at least there's 1%. This one 1% in front of me is maybe going to be okay. Like, yeah. I like, could see where that would be sort of a motivation for him. Yeah, it's interesting. I think there's like some relief. Recruit. Yeah, that's true. And I think there is some relief too, though, in, um, for I mean, because I, you know, to go to another headcanon, and we should apologize to Chicky for using headcanon repeatedly. Headcanon. <laughs> um, just that um, Ben, you know, Benjamin knows who John is. And so there might yeah. be some relief in knowing that he's in a place that he's protected from, you know, Robert's wrath or whoever, whoever mm. might try to use him in the future. Yeah, that's true. Do you true. think that Benjamin knows? yeah. I think that's why Benjen joined the, the Night's wall. Watch. Yeah. Because, I mean, oh. by the time Benjen joined, he was, you know, it was just him and Ned and, like, a little baby. So, I mean, okay. Benjen was, you know, the second, you know, not necessarily in a position of someone that would typically join the Night's Watch unless he was doing it to, you know, kind of protect himself, essentially. Yeah, and I can see, I can see Ned, you know, I guess that could be the reason maybe Ned feels more comfortable, he's further away, he's sort of, you know, in his mind safer. Yeah, or, you know, Benjen also could have been punishing himself if you think that he enabled Liana to um, run away with Rhaegar. Benjen chipped it. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, I think he, yeah, I think he totally shipped it. I think he and Howland Reed probably, like, super shipped it hard. They were writing like, oh, fanfiction. <laughs> yes, they the were. The ravens and sending them to each other. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh... Okay. Uh, farms and holdfasts grow scarcer as they travel deeper through the wolf's wood. Tyrion had borrowed several several rare books from Winterfell's library, and whenever the party made camp, he would go off by himself to read. Eighteen days into their journey, while reading about dragonbones, Tyrion's thoughts turned to his fascination with dragons. He remembers how he sought out the dragon skulls in the dark cellars of the Red Keep when he had come to King's Landing for Cersei and Robert's wedding. When he sees the largest skulls of Beleriand, Vagar, and Meraxes, he imagines the battle that the singers had called the Field of Fire. Four thousand men were burned that day, but his own ancestor, King Loren of the Rock, had escaped the flames and later surrendered, pledging fealty to the Targaryens. And I'll read the description, which I thought was pretty cool, of the skulls. He had expected to find them impressive, perhaps even frightening. He had not thought to find them beautiful, yet there they were. Sorry, yet they were. As black as onyx, polished smooth so the bones seemed to shimmer in the light of his torch they liked the fire he sensed he thrust the torch into the mouth of one of the larger skulls and made shadows leap and dance on the wall the teeth were long curving knives of black diamond the flame of the torch was nothing to them they had bathed in the heat of far greater fires while moving away Tyrion could have sworn that the beast's empty eye sockets watched him go 
It's boopy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting. Like, just in these first couple of internal chapters of this book, describing what's going on around Westeros, like Danny getting the dragon eggs. We're hearing here about the dragons and about dragon bone as a property. Um, you know, just all these things are happening that are going to affect the story, like, you know, five books down the line. So it's kind of fascinating to read about. Um, I was really interested in the, the dragon bone bows. Oh, There's yeah. no mention of that after this at yeah, all. Yeah, right? Those sound rad. Where did I know. they go? I know. I like, cool. I mean, you always hear about the Valyrian still, but nope. Does, does Angai have a dragon bone bow? No. That would be sick. Like, the gamer in me is like, I would loot that. Where do I get <laughs> <Yes>. that? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I love that it was um, the black bone, which we don't get in the yes. show. And I don't know why they made that decision, but I think, and you know, their teeth aren't, I'm pre- pretty sure thinking about it now, their teeth are white, right? Um, yeah. It would be pretty cool. That would have been a cool, um, I've forgotten, but it, you know, it looks like, like deadly, like the way they describe it, like the teeth and the ones in the show are cool, but they look a little chunky. And they don't look as, I don't know, they don't look as... Uh, they just kind of look like dinosaurs. Yeah. Fun fact, dinosaur bones are actually black. Really? Yeah, because there's no actual bone material yeah, left. Yeah, it's, it's all, all the... been right. replaced by, like, iron and stuff. Right. Okay, yeah. yeah. Huh. It is. Hmm. Yeah, I think about that. <laughs> <laughs> but also, yeah. speaking, speaking of prehistory, something jumped out at me. Um, Tyrion describes, and maybe this is common knowledge, and I've just been under a rock... But Tyrion describes one of the dragons as having a mouth big enough to swallow one of the mammoths. And he talks about mammoths as, like, they're things that still exist and are, like, roaming the Vale somewhere. And I was like, wait, what? I there think that we've seen... Don't they have them north of the wall? Or... Yeah, yeah, I think that we've seen references to, um, to like, white mammoths north of the wall. God, I missed this entirely. And that's such a weird, like world building choice to have like prehistoric animals because oh, yeah. like the like, dire wolves I didn't think much of because yeah. real dire wolves weren't any bigger than regular wolves so it's a weird weird choice to have like prehistoric animals alongside oh, magic animals yeah and like, the that, ar- I don't see that, a lot. that aurex they use the term for the aurex which yeah. is kind of a larger is it like a larger buffalo would it be or uh I think they're ox okay just, I, I have the internet in front of me. I'm gonna look it up. I know. Like, <laughs> lizard lions. Oh I yeah. I thought alligators. Would they be? Oh, oh yeah. Or, and shadow um, cats. Wait, yeah. but they're not the like saber. I don't know. Well, and you know, we're. I'm doing a rewatch, and they do have uh, mammoths um, at the when they're breaking through the the gate at the wall. There's a mammoth there too. So one thing that I was kind of surprised at was he says Tyrion says some of the oldest dragons were three thousand years old. And, um, like, where the hell did those come from? Like, a dragon, did, like, the Targaryens loot a dragon museum in Valeria right. before the Doom? <laughs> that and, must have happened. And then he's mentioning that the biggest ones were the three, you know, that they were the, and they yeah. were 300 years old. They're, like, 300 yeah. years old. Yeah, and then yeah, he mentions yeah. some being 3,000. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, I... That is interesting, yeah. I feel like the Targs were, I've read this before, and it always kind of cracks me up. That this idea that the Targs were like super low class Valerians, and just because they're the only ones that survived, like they're like the royalty now, but they are really just like scuzzbags. They're like the new, are they like the new money or something? They're the they collective were, Peter Bailey. They, the, like they were the Trumps. They the were Trumps like, of the Kardashians. <laughs> I got like, 
the incest being the way. No, that was just literally the time. Oh, that would be like, hilarious if that was just their family thing, like that own little branch, like, and it like, wasn't. <laughs> like, they're, like, some creepy, like, backwater. Backwater. <laughs> that just had the luck to have like a fortune teller in and the I t- family. I totally got sucked into reading A World of Ice and Fire. I was reading like the the um the conquest, you know, Aegon's conquest and I was reading The Doom of Valeria and I'm thinking to myself, I got just got so mad. I didn't read the whole thing cuz I was just so mad cuz he wasn't finishing the books, but now I was kind of getting into it. I was like, "Oh no, I'm going to start like <laughs> there it is You're going to become the problem. You're going to become the problem. Oh man. Um, and I thought it was interesting. Aren't some people calling the Field of Fire? Are they calling this show battle the Field of Fire? But there was a Field of, you know, that whole. Uh... Yeah, they're calling it like Field of Fire 2.0. Okay. okay yeah, the second. they called it Loot Train Battle, and that was very. <laughs> yeah, that was really lame. It's Field of Fire like, Junior. <laughs> field of Fire Light. <laughs> oh, okay. I guess if nobody else has anything to add to that for that section, I can move on. Tyrion is interrupted by Jon, who asks him why he reads so much. He responds that his mind is his weapon, and a mind needs books as a sword needs a whetstone, if it is to keep its edge. Tyrion tells Jon that he used to dream of riding dragons as a child, and shocks Jon when he admits to imagining his father and Cersei burning in dragonfire. When he... <laughs> I love that part. <laughs> when he insinuates that Jon must have had similar thoughts about the Starks, especially since they were sending him to the Night's Watch, Jon gets angry and informs him that the Night's Watch is a noble calling. Tyrion laughs and proceeds to bluntly inform Jon of the reality of serving. Jon screams at him to stop, close to tears. Tyrion feels guilty and attempts to approach Jon when Ghost knocks him down. Unable to get up on his own, he is forced to apologize politely. When Jon finally helps him up, Tyrion asks why Ghost attacked him. Jon responds, maybe he thought you were a grump grumpkin. Tyrion laughs at this and the tension breaks. They return to camp to eat dinner with the rest of the party. And you know, just right, my first initial thought was, John, John just has more emotion. You know, I'm so used to like show John that reading this. I'm yeah. like, wow, he was like yeah. almost crying and he was screaming. They can say he was screaming. Yes, <laughs> emotional John. <laughs> you know, emo. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I mean, John. You know, book like I. There's the scene in one of John's early chapters when he finds out that Bran is gonna live, and he's like basically like skipping through the mess hall of of the night's watch and like whooping it up with everyone um, when they still kind of hate him, but he's just so happy and like exuberant. And it's such a contrast from the John we have in the show. And then the John we have later in the books that I think it's really easy to forget that, um, you know, John isn't just this dour, like, you know, this dour, boring emo (laughs) person, you know? (laughs) Yeah. He's a kid. That's exactly it. He's a kid. Oh, it's just that question. Why do you read so much? Oh, God. I'd have to do the <laughs> And he did say that. Like, he literally, that wasn't just me, like, like dumbing it down. He said that. <laughs> well, like, Tyrion's, you know, Tyrion's what at this point? He's nine years younger than Jamie and Cersei, so he is, like, 25, maybe? Yeah. Ish? Uh, mental math. Yeah, 24, 25, uh, yeah. something you like know, that. And the sad thing is, Tyrion's never going to be able to bring back those books to Winterfell. Oh, it's, it's already man. forgotten. Well, I was thinking about this, actually, and I was wondering, you know, like, the properties of, you know, Dragonbone and stuff. Like, is this going to be important? Because, you know, yeah. Tyrion heads back to Winterfell, and I, don't, I guess we'll see when we get to that chapter if he, like, returns the books to the library. 
Because, like the, well, actually, the library would have burned down by the time he comes back. So, actually, the books that Tyrion took might be the only oh. book surviving from that library. Yeah, maybe he that left. Might, he, like, rescued them. Do you think he left them at the wall, possibly? I wonder if Well, I think he probably left. I think he, I would assume, unless he's a horrible person, he returned his library it books when he went back. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I guess true. now he doesn't have to worry about the light fees now. Because... <laughs> right. <laughs> late fees are canceled. Although, I mean, I imagine the Boltons would be, like, really big sticklers about late fees. Yeah, they take that pound of really literally yes exactly yeah it it would be cool though if all this uh information we got had to do with something you know about the dragons and and like just the fact that this is the one you know the one or two books that survive the library are important i would i would be down for that that would be a neat bit of not foreshadowing but laying the groundwork that would be good And I did love that bit about um of him imagining Ty when it starts burning like <laughs> I could see it. I imagined it too, and especially his kids because they would have been it would have been like a kid Cersei. Oh right. <laughs> and I mean, as much as Teen you know, Cersei. John is just a boy. You know, again, Tyrion's like twenty five and has been tormented by these people. So of course he's gonna imagine. But guys, but guys, but guys, but guys, he didn't imagine Jamie burning. Hey, oh yeah. Let's talk about Jamie. That's true. That is really, yeah. Aww. <laughs> but it was kind of crazy that he went down there. Like he said, he'd stare at fire for hours down in like the bowels of Casterly Rock. So I thought yeah, that was kind of. <laughs> that's one of the big, uh, sort of the big pro uh, uh, oh, bullet points for the him secret. being a secret targ thing. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Which, yeah like, I, I hate that it kind of makes sense because I don't want it, but also it does kind of make sense, but I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> we should keep an ongoing tally of our guests over the Tyrion episodes of um, who wants... Who's for and against. <laughs> yeah, who's for and against. Like, not necessarily that you believe he's a secret targ, but do you want him to be a secret targ? I don't. Yeah, I don't. I want Jamie and Thursday to be secret targs, but I'm, I don't think I'm more for Jamie and Cersei being secret targs than I am for I feel him. like it makes more thematic yeah. sense. Like, I feel like if they were the main characters, it would be like a shoo-in. Like, that would make total sense. But since they're not the main characters, it feels a little... I don't know. It feels a little off somehow. Like, it, don't, like it doesn't make sense that they would get the kind of special secret heritage treatment in a way. That was they're not some... the focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you, Devin? Secret targ or no secret targ? No secret talk. I don't want it at all. I hate it. <laughs> Me too. I hate it. But every yeah. time, every time I read something about it, I'm like, oh my god, it makes so much sense. Yeah. <laughs> I can't stand it. Oh. I just feel like it cheap. Maybe it's like, like it a Tywin Tyrion. The Tywin stuff. Yeah, that's that's my biggest thing about it. Maybe George. Like it. George set all of them up to be potential secret targs and like. Because there are so many secret targ theories that, you know, kind of make sense. Maybe George just liked having options open, and he was like, I, look, there's an ace up my sleeve, and then, like, whoosh, I'm a genius. See, I set it up. Like but his gardener yeah, thing, set up yeah. Everything. Yeah, yeah, it's well, like I mean, the, ca- like the cat's paw dagger thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. And, I mean, he made Brienne a not-so-secret targ, you know, seemingly in, you know, after Dance with Dragons came out, so. Oh, yeah, with the <laughs> Yeah. 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 So well, yeah, who the heck knows? Doesn't the uh, someone describes the Tarth family or yeah, the Tarth family as having recent ties to the, Tar- the Targaryens. Like, that's, that's like in her introduction, isn't it? That's yeah. pretty quick. Yeah. So I mean, we you know we assume that they're 
I don't know. I mean, we assume that she's probably closer related to the Targs than like the Martells are. Oh, yeah. No. Who knows? Has anybody, has anybody ever done like the Targ genome math about like what level of descendant you can be to have dragon powers? Because like the various hmm. bastards or the dragon seed or whatever they're called, mm-hmm. is, like they have some ability to bond with dragons. So you can have like at least 50% Targ. Oh, wow. Well, I wonder that, if that... Kama has looked at it because I know she knows about the, 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 the whole Danny and, um, you know, John yeah. being more related than Jamie and Cersei, or more DNA yeah, in common than, path. yeah. I love that someone did that. <laughs> the baby, <laughs> oh, so, yeah, that that would be cool. That would be cool. And I was kind of thinking, you know, I wonder if they're kind of, you know, any of this, you know, the dragon talk was laying any groundwork for, you know, the reveal of John and, you know. Yeah, because yeah, I guess, like, if so if Tyrion is a secret targ, then John, then he's John's uncle. Oh, yeah. Right? Because he'd be Aries, yeah. 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 He'd be... Oh, yeah. I think oh. everybody is John's uncle at this point. <laughs> I love that. I love that reaction. <laughs> I love it, Devin. <laughs> uncle cousin. <laughs> Freaking targs. God, keep your hands off each other. <laughs> Dude, I was looking at their family tree, and it was whacked. It's I mean, so I when you look at them, there's one with pictures, like illustrations. I was like, oh my goodness, I did not realize until you see the pictures of everyone. I'm like, <laughs> and then there's you know they're kind of missing out, like how Dunk's gay son was supposed to marry Olena, and um, <laughs> I forgot. About that. Yeah, like that's oh, the targ that she didn't marry was Dunk's oh. kid. Hey, hey guys, hey guys, what do targs and ladders have in common? I mean, chaos. Dang it. I ruined it. (laughs) (laughs) I was kind of, um, one thing in this chapter I was a little bit surprised about was the description of Yorn. And I think, again, it's the influence of the TV show because he just seems like stooped and kind of scuzzy and like greasy and smelly. Just like, yeah, Uh, show it's like, he's awesome. (laughs) He was very (laughs) off-putting in the books. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Like super off-putting. And those two, those two guys, and the oh man, that was, you know, it, <laughs> I just feel so bad for John. And like the two Lannister guys, who like one of them gets a name, and he's basically just like <laughs> was it, was it Morat or Morak or something? Yeah, Merrick. Merrick. Yeah. Like, Merrick Merrick yeah. yeah. I was. And we don't know what happened to them. I mean, we assume that they, um, God, you know, they left that? when Tyrion was nabbed by Cat later. I guess we'll see, but. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, I thought that whole little, it was kind of interesting, that little, I wonder, it was just to kind of make it seem, because they smile across the fire, and then you see, and then the sort of John takes the first watch kind of you yeah. know, thing. But I was wondering why they included all that kind of, you know, Tyrion's tasting the soup, and it was an interesting bit of a camp life at the end there. It was just getting used to each yeah. other, maybe, or kind of the camaraderie, maybe, you know, like the camaraderie of the North, or the camaraderie of the conditions, even. Yeah, that was a pretty intense, you know, um, interaction there, conversation. So I guess um, I was, eat, you know, eat, eat camping trip. Ugh. <laughs> You're either gonna love each other or hate each other. Yeah, it's gonna bring out, the, yeah, bring out the drama, <laughs> no matter who you it's are. Like the relationship defining road trip. Oh, and is it a month to the? That's what I looked up. Is that accurate? Because they're 18 days in. Is it a month from Winterfell to the Wall, or no? Is it longer? Man, who's in charge of the playlist? Yeah, really. <laughs> That's like, we know Tyrion's got the wine. They're, they're on the repeat. Yeah, they're on. They're repeating that playlist now. 
and I would walk 500 miles. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, road trip music. Oh my god, that's if you're. So we did, you know, we did get a, we got several, um, in we got several additions to a Jamie playlist. But now I do feel like if there's any road trip playlist songs that we should include for this group, uh, bring them on. But yeah, 500 miles, it has to be it on there. <laughs> Okay, um, do, so we have we have one piece of mail. Is that accurate? Or iTunes review, I believe? We do, and it came all the way from Italy. Ooh. Yeah, woohoo! <laughs> um, we got it. It's, it's titled 10 out of 10 would recommend five stars by um, Gaia, who is Gaia Who on Tumblr. And it says, hi, ladies and occasional gent. I've just finished listening to your last podcast. That was um, episode seven of season seven. And I can safely say that I agree with most of the things you've said. I like some bits of the episode, but at the end of it left me with a sense of unsatisfaction. Talking about Jamie and Brienne, I was expecting much more from their reunion, especially due to their press episode with um Gwen and Nick did for the season like they didn't talk about the reunion at all in the episodes but seeing them together brought my hopes up to be honest they have so much chemistry they should have more scenes together and I'm also sad that we didn't see Brienne much this season that said I really love this podcast and I'm currently going through the old episodes I've known about this podcast since season four but I've only started listening listening to it recently because my English level at this time wasn't good enough meaning I didn't catch most of the dialogues meanwhile now I understand everything also you ladies finally convinced me to read the goddamn books (laughs) 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 I've had the first one for seven years but I stopped reading it after the first Danny chapter oops (laughs) (laughs) okay one of the real reasons was that I didn't like the translation so I'm going to buy them in English next time. Thanks wow. for, for creating this awesome podcast and making me laugh out, lo- out loud at 3 a.m., sometimes in public places. <laughs> Much love from Italy. I look forward to the new episodes. Gaia. Oh, that's awesome. So awesome. Know. Thank you so much. And <laughs> She actually tweeted to us because um, just some of the ways the iTunes works, sometimes um, – we don't see those that come from a different version of iTunes, so I'm so glad that you let us know yes, that was out yeah. there. Yeah, because I, I didn't see it when I checked, and yeah, it's yeah. Like, like, viva l'Italia! <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> so, I do have one bit of season eight news that just happened. So, you guys have heard about how HBO claimed that they were going to be filming multiple endings. Oh, yes. So I literally just got an email from Watchers on the Wall, and the subject is, Nikolai Kostrowaldo says filming multiple endings for Game of Thrones Season 8. Not likely. He's totally (laughs) going to cast. That's awesome. (laughs) I mean, can they recast him at this point? I feel like. like, He's he's just going to spoil it himself. He's 100% There's a really good chance. He's just going to be like, oh, yeah, here's my script, so I'm just going to throw them to the wind. He's like, I'm going to die. I don't give a fuck. You know? (laughs) Got my pay. Don't care. (laughs) That's awesome. I love it. Oh, man. Okay. uh, Well, send us your questions or thoughts on the next chapter. We're doing Tyrion 3. 
And um, I'm going to put another reminder because I love drunk casts. And it's not that I like, I actually don't drink that much, but I actually enjoy, I love the love the fun atmosphere of the drunk cast. So uh, please send in any drunk cast, drunk cast appropriate comments and questions you might have. When are we doing this drunk cast so I can <laughs> stock up on we, we still have to like, we have to figure out a bit <laughs> soon because it's got to be, what is it? We're planning it for a um, December release, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Planning it uh, for the holidays. It'll be our holiday gift to you. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it shall be recorded soon, I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, you can uh, reach us at close the door and at gmail.com on Tumblr at close the door and come here at tumblr.com. Follow us on Twitter at door podcast. Please like, review, subscribe to us on iTunes, Podbean, YouTube, Google Music, wherever you listen. And please support us on Patreon at close the door. Uh, thanks everyone for, <laughs> for chatting tonight. And uh, Devin and Rachel for guesting with us. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. <laughs> it was fun. And uh, goodbye. I'm closing the door. Get out. <laughs>